This is the Health, Hope, and Healing Podcast. If you've ever wondered if there was more to life, if you find yourself yearning for connection, more purpose, more fulfillment, you're in the right place. We believe God dreamed more for you when he dreamed the dream of you. So this is an invitation, an invitation for you to take your next step into all Jesus did for you on the cross, all that's available here and now. So come on, let's step in and maybe it's time to step up. Hi and welcome back. This is Dr. Kyra Gutierrez and I am so excited to introduce you to the newest member of the ICW team, Megan Butel. Hi, Megan. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know you a little better because I think the perspective you bring to our group is really powerful and something that we definitely need added to. So tell me a little bit, um, tell me about who you are and how you ended up um, connected with us. Yeah. And it's funny, like when I think about where I was going to end up in my adult life, this is probably not where I would have pictured in the counseling world. Um, But who am I? So my name is Megan, and I grew up being raised in the church. Um, my dad is a pastor, and so kind of experienced all of those things growing up, always kind of being under under the limelight and everything else. Um, and so I've always had a passion for ministry and serving others, partly because that just kind of came with, with the job of being a pastor star. So if there was an event, I was serving in it. If there was a Sunday school class, I was helping out in it, Um, and that kind of happened, like, from sixth grade on. I just have always loved to be a part of just helping out and being around other people in that sense. Um, Since graduating high school, I moved on to Concordia, Texas, where I originally was hoping to be a physician assistant, Um, but through many conversations and experiences, um, it didn't quite work out like that. I remember being in a college class, and there's two classes on my roster that I looked at, and I was having to take an intro to site class and a computer technology class, and I looked at those two classes, and I thought, if I were ever to switch a major, it would never be one of those. It would not be psychology, and it would not be computer science. Well, <laughs> and so I laugh about that often because I feel like every time I say no in life, then God says yes. And it kind of changes through that. And so I went on through that semester, um, and I ended up working at a summer camp in LaGrange. And I had a girl come up to me, and she asked, what's your major? What are you studying? And I told her, I'm going to go into, I'm in biology, and I wanted to be a physician assistant, and all these great things. And she just turns to me, and I barely had met this girl. And she goes, I just, not to be rude, I just don't see that happening. I see you, like, going into the, like, helping profession in a different way. And I looked at her really funny because, you know, maybe that would be something you would hear from, like, a good friend or a family member. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't being rude at all. And it wasn't like a, oh, you're not, like, intelligent enough or any of that. She's just like, I really don't see that happening for you. And so I kind of paused, confused, and she basically... I was like, I think you'll figure out something else. And so over that summer, I did figure out that something else, even though I was kind of dumbfounded that this girl had just walked up to me um, and kind of just proclaimed this change on my life. Oh, wow. See, I knew you and I were going to get along when we first met, but I didn't realize you were a preacher's kid. And that just tells me 
we are going to get along because I am daughter of, um, in our church growing up, they were called deacons and my mom played mm. the And so I would sit in service and if you talked at all, mama would point at you from the organ bench and you knew you were getting it after church. And we called ourselves growing up um, that we, um, we did have a drug problem and our problem mm-hmm. was to drug us to church every time the doors were open. If we were there, if it was open, we were there. Um, so that's really, um, that's really funny that you and I have that, um, that background in common. Tell me a little bit about, um, actually, I love the fact that you wanted to be a a physician's assistant. I'm sorry. I'm excited. My words aren't coming out well because that fits so well with our practice model because you see, you see physical health and mental, emotional, spiritual health going together so well. That's awesome. So how did you, how did you find ICW? Or did yeah. we find um, So I found you guys. I, it was really interesting how, well, it's not, it's not interesting. It's not unique. I feel like through everything, it's all God. It's not yeah. coincidence. Um, but I was just scrolling through the long list of supervisors on uh, just like the behavioral health website. And I was like, man, how am I going to pick someone? to like start emailing because there's so many people in the DFW area that you could even begin to email. So I just start writing lists on my phone of all these people I could reach out to. And Brady's name just like popped up and I do research and I was just like, this is the person I want to be my supervisor. And I hadn't even met him yet. I just felt like, oh, he should be my supervisor. And so then when I met him, I didn't really know what I was expecting from any of the process because it was my first um, conversation with any potential supervisors at the time. And so, as soon as he started talking and handed it, I called my husband and then I called my dad and everyone else. I'm like, I'm going to pick him as my supervisor. I don't even need any phone calls because I just felt so at peace of what he was saying. It's, it's hard to find people who like view faith and view life in a similar instance as you. And then also just like the combination of mental health. And when he said there was a whole integrated approach of mind and body and faith, I just, it's just every piece that I was hoping to have in someone who could help supervise me and lead me absolutely so i'm gonna let our leaders our i'm gonna let our listeners in on a little uh fun thing that happened so when you and i first met brady just said come meet megan she's great i want you to get to know her i want you to be a part of the conversation so um it was the strangest thing if he ever needed confirmation that you were supposed to be part of our team uh megan's college roommate is the daughter of one of my dearest friends i had no idea and so we laughed about it through that conversation. We sat and I was so goofy. I made you take a selfie with me. We like texted you. God laying out the pieces of how it was supposed to be and then confirming it back to us. It was, it was, mono, it was surreal. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was like the last thing I'd probably expect from that. And I was just like, I just remember I was just like leaving smiling because I was like, that is awesome. That is so cool. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about your view of faith and counseling. Yeah, I think it's something that like definitely has changed. Um, that in perspective that of mine, that's changed as I've grown. I remember being younger and being um, in grade school and high school, just thinking that maybe when people are bringing up stuff for mental health, like trying to figure out what's real, what's not. It still wasn't talked about too much. Some people had counselors, some people 
didn't. And then you hear the side from like some of the heavily church people saying, oh, well, if you believe in God, then you don't have this, this and that. You don't have to experience it. You just pray to him and it goes away. Um, which yeah. then is really challenging if you're a believer and then you're going through stuff. And so I think um, as I went through my own life experiences and realized, oh, wait, it doesn't work like that. God's not just like a genie who gets rid of things. God's a God who created our emotions for a purpose. Um, and yes, like he created our emotions for a purpose, but then on the other side, we live in a fallen world. So that means those emotions aren't going to be perfect and we're going to struggle to be able to manage them. But that doesn't mean that God's just expecting them to disappear or that he wants that process to just be like an instant gratification, click a button and it's over because there's even purpose and walking through all those things. And so when I think about faith and counseling, I think of God's greater plan and his heart for us. And especially as he walks alongside us while we're in this world, obviously his heart hurts for us whenever we're hurting. And he doesn't love when we're in those deep, dark spots, but that also means he didn't leave us. And he's not going to just whip us out of it without having purpose behind it. And so I think it's really cool to be able to be in the counseling um, world and get to get all these tools, but then also look of like, hey, this is also how it matches up in line of eternity and how God's plan and his design. And he's an intentional God and the intentionality didn't just go away when it was emotions or all of these trials are going through. Right. And it, some things I find have to be worked out in the physical world where they're worked out immediately in the spiritual world. Walking it out is different. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you talk to someone or what's some of the words you use when someone's never been to a counselor or they're pretty nervous about the process? What would you say to them? Yeah, um, I think I would say I would want them to know that it's okay to be nervous and it's okay to not feel like they know exactly how it's going to go because oftentimes we don't know how things are going to go. Um, but it's a process. The biggest thing I would say is it's a process. Like anything in life, um, think change doesn't happen. Things, things don't grow. Things don't become this better version of themselves unless there's a growing period, unless there's process, unless there's time. And so my biggest key would be be patient with yourself, be patient with the process, and also advocate for yourself. If something isn't working, if something, even if something was said in the counseling process that maybe rubbed you the wrong way or hurt or you didn't feel resolved, advocate, say something, know that we're in this profession to help you. And we know that it's your time and your money. And we don't take that lightly either. And so if something isn't working, let's talk about that. Let's make that a process. Let's make that a relationship between the two of us where we can kind of work it out Um, because that space is for them and we want it to be for them as well. Well, it's great. It's a great exercise in working in conflict resolution with mm-hmm. someone who does want to resolve it. Absolutely. Right. Very good. So you're at the, I wouldn't say at the beginning of your, um, of your profession, but you're here at the, at the startup, getting all your hours done, getting all the things done. What is your, what's your hope look like for the future? Like, do you feel called to a specific population or a specific issue? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I, if I could just nail down and label one right away. Um, yeah. I think there's definitely been populations who've been put in my place and mm-hmm. I can definitely see where like where I am right now, how that could help and impact certain populations over others. But I guess when I look in a broad 
sense, I would just love to continue to gather more tools, gather more trainings, gather more certifications just so that I could be an all-around uh, more diverse counselor and who I'm able to see. And obviously, one of these days, maybe it will be revealed to me the exact people I would love to work with. But for right now, I'm just eager, eager to get to figure that out and get to work alongside people from a lot of different walks of life. Well, I think that's really powerful, Megan, because you're you're communicating to us both as a team and to the people you're working with that you're in the process too. You don't have it all figured out. You're not at the end. You're still working it out, and that's um, that actually makes you really more trustworthy, I think, than someone who thinks they have it all figured out, and we all know none of us do. So that's um, that's really beautiful to hear from your heart. I'm really excited about getting to know you better and working with you. Um, it's going to be really, really great. So you probably, listeners, will hear more from Megan in the coming months, but I just wanted to introduce you and get you a chance to hear her heart hear a little bit of the story of how she really has divinely been brought to us and us to her. And we will all sit back and laugh in later episodes about how it all happened. So thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time this morning. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We speak health, hope, and healing over you. For more information, visit our website at integratedcnw.com.